0: You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil, Jamie.
1: Guess,
0: Rose. What? 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 What was that? Uh. I, did you look out the window and did you see that? Oh, Holy oh, Toledo. Oh, wow. Oh Is it outside of your
1: house too? Um, I actually have one sitting on my mailbox.
0: Oh. They don't normally do that. I think we are being stalked. I think somebody <sighs> has Dunisters, a message. Um, did Just in case you're wondering, we heard the crows are they are a coming and uh well i think we're gonna need to bring in our expert what do you think Oh, you know, do we have an expert on corvids well kinda there was this 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 new deck came out that i i i think you and i are pretty familiar with its with its author oh um, yeah yeah i think he even asked me to like review or something
1: at one point god is it out already
0: Yes, actually. In fact, it is called The Murder of, Tr- of Crow's Tarot, and there's even a special edition, Ooh. which I got my hands on happily and got to open up my little, little book box and it's limited edition numbers. And I <laughs> got number two, 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 two. So 2,222. That's awesome. I think mine had 2409 or something nice. So, I guess that means we should maybe you know bring in this wonder of wonders. Uh, that would be the lovely Charles Harrington. Well, hello, hey there,
2: how's it going?
0: Going
1: good. How about you?
2: Oh, fantabulous. I uh, I see that you met my my uh stately and majestic friends, uh, you know, that I that I I had sort of you know, they're my entourage. I go where I go,
0: yeah, that's fair. You've you've kind of you know, built them up a bit and sharing a bit about them in your in your newest
2: work. Mm, okay. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So um, i I and you got this deluxe editions, which is the best you, you know, you should really have both so you can have the different experiences. But just to be very clear, uh the murder of Crows Tarot, uh the artist is the wonderful uh Corrado Roy. I do hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh Corrado Roy is a a famed Italian comic artist and, and he's been the business for a very very long time and he the, the murder of crows tarot is his vision mm-hmm. and um i got to come in on the project to write the guidebook after he'd already finished all of the artwork uh
0: which i think you did it supreme justice because when i was reading through my guidebooks because i did do the crazy thing and bought both both sets so i too. will <laughs> let you know dude, it is worth the money if you can afford it to get both if you can't go with the deluxe edition just saying
2: yeah, um, or you can decide, yeah, it's got, like it's got more of my writing, edition. so I remember, the I'm deluxe saying, is cool it's, it's,
0: it's
1: not just that, mm-hmm. it also has, it's bigger, I think, isn't it? It's, yes
2: um, The main thing I think, though, that people will notice between the two editions of the Murder of Crows Tarot Is that the regular edition is black and white, mm-hmm. and the ah. deluxe edition has that really cool red accents all and over spot it and, color
1: Kind of blood
2: and rust and all that good stuff um and And then the guidebook is longer and has um many kind of visualizations for every
0: card yes and that was just really exciting to be able to see you really put this much thought into your descriptions and into the things that we can do with the deck i was just fascinated by it all
2: it was really cool so um Oddly enough, and also, I know Jamie, uh, actually, now both of you have worked on guidebooks for Los Carabeo. They are unique in the industry um, in the way that they do this process, and it's really, really cool. As a matter of fact, just to go back in time for a moment, I remember you and I (laughs) were both at the Bay Area, who are you? Rose, you (laughs) and I were at the Bay Area Tarot Symposium Mm -hmm. years ago, and Barbara Moore, gave a workshop on how to write guidebooks.
1: I loved that class. I was, I think I sat on the floor and took so many copious notes. And it,
2: it was, was startling. So at, at first it felt a little bit, I don't know how you felt, it felt a little bit like finding out how sausage is made at the beginning because yeah. um, So some people listening won't know that many, not all, but many Los Gerber decks, um, an Italian artist will create all 78 cards and then an English speaking um, writer will be brought in to write the guidebook and they're given the artwork. And what's, I think it's cool. And it really worked out for the murder of crows tarot in particular. Um, Riccardo Minetti, the amazing <clears throat> and um, the unsung hero of the Italian tarot world that Riccardo Minetti is kind of smart about his process. He doesn't tell you too much about the deck he wants your authentic experience yes. to guide the the guidebook and so he gave me some notes of, of things to look out for and of course I could ask him some questions but then I got to explore this deck card by card as I was going through it and um we kind of collaborated uh Ricardo and I on what it, the the guidebook would be and he didn't want this to just sort of be a, a an ordinary uh guidebook tarot little white book treatment so uh, i came up with the idea of entering the world of crows the world of the murder of crows it's an it's the deck takes place in kind of another universe Mm -hmm. um that i think of as it's kind of being inspired by not only the first thing that probably will come to mind for people is if you have ever seen it the original um, comic book series by James O'Barr called The Crow yep. that the Brandon Lee movie was based on. <sighs> it was also done in that black and white style, but it also has kind of a strange post-apocalyptic Mad Max, yes. especially the new Fury Road Mad Max thing going on. Um, and it's peopled by there's people, there's crows, and then there's crow people or people in these plague doctor masks, and so mm-hmm. it's a very mysterious deck. Yeah. But um, once you start working with it, once you kind of can enter that world, um, it's very fascinating. So can I read a little bit of the guidebook?
1: Oh, we love it.
2: So this is, um, th- so this is actually the very first thing in the guidebook. Um, Your journey among the crows begins. You awaken on a strange shore. Before you lies a land of mist and intrigue. In places, it is a treacherous and desolate wasteland. Let your gaze penetrate the mist and you will find a dreamscape filled with wonders. On this journey, your constant companions are a murder of crows, black-winged and cunning. These are the extraordinary messengers of the other world. They answer to unseen powers. Their croaks and caws convey great wisdom. Their far seeing eyes pierce the vast distances of time and the far reaches of space. Nothing is hidden from them for long. If you follow where they lead, your adventure will transform you inside and out.
1: So awesome.
2: Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and, and now we need an audiobook like. of this. No, you think you need you know? to record this in audiobook
1: <laughs> so that we can so, have your voice with it.
2: There are amazing um audiobooks, tarot audiobooks out there. I'm not a probably not a companion book, although um I personally just got listened to Melissa Sinova's um kitchen table tarot as an audiobook, and it was fascinating. So yes. It's a um, great there, book. But, you know. but uh this deck, it is I the art is okay. So here's the deal. Yes, if you are a writer Waite Smith tarot reader, and you are that's that's your main sort of experience of the tarot. You will be fine, um, yeah, throughout a lot of it, being able to make connections between that version of the, the deck. And, um, uh, but you know, as any any good kind of modern deck in that tradition, I feel will honor the Pamela Coleman Smith, you know, versus the cards, but also kind of take it where they want to go. And that was a lot of fun. Um, also the suits themselves take place in different sort of realms within that world. And, uh, one of Ricardo's tasks for me was to kind of uncover what I, what I, my understanding about them. So for example, the suit of pentacles is a suit of machinery and sort of, and often like buried and like partially unearthed machinery and so it suggests like a an ancient world and maybe some sort of uh cataclysm that took place in it and um it's it's full goth realness throughout there's there's gorgeous um drapey fabric on the ladies and these interesting plague doctor masks that I think is like become the symbol of 2020 in some ways no
1: kidding
2: yeah no kidding which Um, so what, you know, so sometimes you see a deck, you see a version of a a card that seems very different from the Rider-Waite Smith. And for some readers out there, they kind of go to the place of like, well, I don't know what that means. That doesn't, that's not, it's not the Rider-Waite, there's no boat on the Six of Swords or whatever. Oh, there's, there is a boat on the Six of Swords in this one. Um, the, um, the, but I think it's as a tarot reader, it's kind of your job to figure out like, well, why, what is different? What is this deck trying to tell me? And to go back to that class we attended, Barbara Moore talked about, you know, this experience of being given um, this artwork and not, you know, and and, and having to figure it out and what's wild. and, And maybe this has been your experience as well, is that the skills that you use to write the guidebook to kind of find the meaning in the cards are the same skills that you do you use as a moderator experts tarot reader of yes understanding the tradition but also understanding mood and symbol and body language and you know the the narrative and like and the context clues from other cards so yeah um that is a wild process and it is um it's cool and it's also I found it helpful, kind of in the same way I find it helpful to know that the, the tarot began as a, a playing card uh, game. Um, I find it helpful to know that the guidebook was written by someone, another fellow traveler along the way who's having these experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, Listening to the the unconscious, the collective unconscious. Yeah. The, the, so there's the, not... Yes, journey and beauty.
2: There's not, to to quote the illustrious... Um, Philosa there's no one holy apostolic tarot. And right. Your your you your the tradition is valid and your experience will add to that, your unique personal experience.
1: The one thing I love about writing little white booklets or even book just Bigger books for tarot, because I've done a couple of those for other decks, is the world building. That's what I kind of call this, where you tap into everything and you create the world and how people are going to enter into it, just like they would a story, because decks unfold and talk to us differently. Mm-hmm. Like when, when I saw the images of the murderer crows, because I know you gave me a little sneak peek, I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not sure how I would have needed some time to actually break into that world and connect to it because the images were just so smoky and so there that I was just like, huh, what is this deck trying to tell me? And I know that for my use, the Murder of Crows is going to be this, you know, journey because they are psychopomps, And I can see this being a good shadow work deck or something for a meditative state rather than maybe sling some cards. I mean, it might be fun for Halloween or Samhain time, but it's, it's, I don't think it's like you said. I mean, my inner my inner goth girl is loving it. Yeah, but I don't think it's good enough for a general public to sit down and be unlock in front of. I mean, you get the plague masks, it's they're going to go, "Oh shit! Oh crap! Do I have COVID?"
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely it does satisfy that. If sometimes you want you want a dark deck, you're feeling a little mysterious. You you watched a cool miss, miss movie or something like that, and you want to work with a dark deck. I think it will satisfy that. But it also um, in and of itself has um i think i'm trying to remember who created this idea of, of entering tarot cards mary um, mary let's go Is with it? mary okay. um and other decks have been based on that uh, cashleen matthews created the her arthurian and uh deck based on the idea of entering the cards so that's kind of how i approach this so my method i'm a bit of, I'm a, bit of a method actor so i had kind of a weird process i would um before I would work on the deck and I would only work on the deck at night because I wanted to have this sort of mysterious thing. I would um, go take a walk at night outside and the smells of, of the, like the wet earth from people's sprinkler systems, and the sounds. And um, it was unnerving, but kind of ethereal. And it was really, it was really wild uh, to get to, do that. So I would just, I would wander around suburbia, um, which seems very tame until it's night and you're by yourself, <laughs> you know, and you're wondering what you're doing. Um, and you had a glass of wine before you did it. Um, you, <laughs> I just, it it is like, what is it like to be in a, a world that seems mysterious, a world that seems kind of uh, a little frightening, but like there's something deeper there. And so then I would come home and I would write, um, some of the cards and I wanted the, the, the meanings of the card. So yes, there are keywords. If you have the, um, the deluxe book, you get the, 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 the I think the, um, more of the, the, the visualization, but also, uh, you do get keywords. So if you, if that is what you're, if you're doing like a, am I going to get this job kind of thing, you can, that is there, but also, um, you can look at the card one at a time and, sort of experience kind of entering into this journey so just as an example um the high priestess card I really enjoy in this deck and she's kind of got this beautiful sort of severe look to her and she's um got her eyes closed there's crows around her and so I wrote um they croak and cry all around you hemming you in and feathering their nest with bits and pieces they steal from you Dim the outer lights and let the ordinary senses become dulled. Shut them out entirely. Pour yourself into the silence that pools around you in the silver light of the moon. Drift down past dreams, hopes, and desires, releasing them as you submerge until you reach the center, until you comprehend the truth." So um, my hope (laughs) is that for people who are working with the deck, if they can, when there's a particularly powerful card uh, in a reading for them, they can sort of enter into it. And um, one of the things that's helpful is that not all of okay. So those, those plague doctor masks are a little confronting at first when you first see them, you know, cause you're, when you see someone with that kind of an intense mask and if you watched Blind Manor, oh my God, um, <laughs> the, uh, the the experience of seeing like the, like the kind of that strangest of that yeah. but also um it means that you can't infer too much right away about the person about about what's going on in the card I think a lot of tarot cards when you look at them you decide the person's happy they're sad right Things like that this is a little more mysterious
0: yeah and that was something I loved about it it was the fact that you had to go deeper you couldn't mm-hmm. just do a surface this is not a deck for surface fast readings This is the deck that you want to get to know your deeper self Mm -hmm. or you've got a client who's having a a really uh, emotional moment that they need to go deeper and look at their dark side or their shadow Mm -hmm. side. And and Mm -hmm. even if it's just for that moment of that reading, this deck will bring you there really quickly.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: what I really, ironically enough, everyone should know this by now. There are two cards I do not love in a regular. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, I have to tell you, your sun card and your write-up of the sun card.
2: Oh, I love was the sun
0: card. really great. I mean, the keywords still say clarity of happiness and all that stuff. Sure, <laughs> because but- you got to do that. You know, that's that's what the sun is a representative of. But this was that moment of you know, it's not just about the happiness; it's also about seeing both sides of that. And I really loved how you made that come out.
2: Well, I'd like to talk about that. Um, Cause sometimes when people say dark deck, um, they think that what that means is uh, that it's negative or that. Yeah, no. the, yeah. yeah. And then this is more about dark, you know, working on that internal experience, working on what's going inside you. And so it does involve pain and frustration, but also, you know, other things. And then for me, that sun card. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: is, is just about, I struggled with that one for a kind of a a while. And then I just realized it was about like rising kind of above it and seeing the bigger picture. Um, And that, 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 that felt like it connected. So. Right. um, And
0: that, again, that's my point is it wasn't just a standard. It's everything's happy and it's a child. Yeah. Everything's fine. Don't worry about
2: it. It Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was, it gave it a little more weight to me. And I, I, I like decks that challenge me. And this Mm -hmm. one really does.
2: This does require, yeah. So it's it, it it does require like 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 being being able to look at this imagery and 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 figure out like how do I feel about this. Um, I will say also um, the the metaphor the main metaphor for me um, with this deck is exploration, mm-hmm. and there are, for example, in the um, the realm of wands, it's all about these. There's all these. Um, vines that are like thorny vines and i i into like what is that about and it feels like you know when you're trailblazing and often in our lives we find ourselves having to be trailblazers and there's images actually really liked um one of the images uh the six of wands is a person kind of um on, on one side of a fence and they're on a, a, a tall horse and they're kind of yeah seem to be summoning the energy to go forward. And I feel like in life that uh, that can be a six of wands moment when you're like, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I need to summon <laughs> like the yeah. strength yeah. and the, the force of will to be able to move into the unknown.
0: And that other, the, that going back to that six of wands, mm-hmm. um, the, the rider and the, the horse, our mm-hmm. Yes. And my first thought when I, when I looked at this was uh, it because it's winter time and it's that time of the year where the Welsh are talking about the horse uh, coming. The, the, the Marley.
1: I'm going to butcher the Welsh. Yeah. The Marley. <laughs> yeah. I can never say it right, but yeah,
0: this is that time of year. And, and this, yeah. this really hit home and that's not a negative card at all.
2: Yeah.
0: Or a negative imagery at all, but it's that moment of accepting that sometimes the positive doesn't always look uh, as beautiful as it could be, but it doesn't mean it's, n- it's bad. It just means look deeper. And I really loved that you captured that oh, in all of the cool. writing
2: you did for this. Thank you. And I think it's cause Corrado's uh, art is just so uh, ethereal and majestic. And also I gotta say, um, when I heard that there'd be red accents, I, I kind of thought, oh, okay, is this like a blood thing? And then I got, I received the artwork and, I think the red, it, it is not, it's not just blood. It's not just, it's, it's, it's just um, brings an interesting light and in life.
0: Yeah. There's, I didn't get that impression that this was blood at all. It was just, yeah, there's I almost
2: like, no cards where it looks like card. blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, people saw heard red, I think they thought.
0: Right. I, I just think it's just that accent color. And then I noticed mm-hmm. that there, there were two extra cards with the deluxe edition. Yeah. Um, Want to talk about that and what those were about?
2: Do, so do you know what I think is wild about, uh, so just so people know, the reason your decks usually have eighty cards, and um, or is that the way sheets of tarot cards are cut? There's um, two extra because um, 78
1: 40.
2: is a weird number. And so in olden times, when they were young, <laughs> you you know those were always like either a an advertisement card or something other than that. But every once in a while, a deck would do something different or weird with it. And I love what uh, Loscrape is doing with decks. So I think that. Um, there's so they, they have the extra cards in this deck and you'll see them and you know there's the the dawn and dusk and then there's the um, the mother and father card and I think that um, the best thing that you can do is kind of devise how you want to work with them. So I personally um, when I have that kind of extra card, I will um, add it in for any deck that has a particular extra card. I will just add it to the deck. Um, generally I take it out if I'm reading for a client. Uh, but if I'm reading for myself, I like to add it in and have it be a surprise. Um, there's, um, the Danilov tarot. Um, he has a carte blanche, which is like, mean, whatever, whatever you want, just, I I love that idea. Um, and it's like a white curtain for it in this, um, this deck, I think that, um, I would, because they're double-sided, which is very cool and and hard to do from a printing standpoint, um, because they're double-sided, I would probably want to, um, flip them a couple of times. So I don't know which one is appearing
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, in them. Sometimes uh, I also will use for uh, a spread. I would put um, like one of those cards in the center. Like I do that with a Thoth. Tarot yes. has that kind mm-hmm. of cool philemic yeah. image. So it's fun um, to kind of play with them. And there's another deck I can't talk about right now that I was
0: collaborating um, well,
2: with for a different... Yeah uh for a different publisher Mm -hmm. um that there was the idea of what do you want to do with the um the extra cards and my suggestion was that they be magical devices that charge the deck so maybe in a future episode I can talk to you about that but you guys for your own deck had um some cool extra cards right
1: we had two double-sided um element cards Yes. And so for those, I could see, you know, if you want to put a single element on your altar, like focus the altar or the element mm-hmm. of the day of the week, you can do that. Or as we were talking, your idea of putting him back in the deck would be kind of neat as like a um, a bookmark, so to speak. You know, as you shuffle it, you don't know which one you're going to get, but you could pull cards in front of that bookmark or behind mm-hmm. that bookmark so that you have a three card spread or a card before the element that, like you said, could be randomized and then the card after, and then another interesting little spread to work with.
2: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's just, tarot readers are so smart, aren't we? Like, we just, um, you, you hand us something like extra, like little piece of thing like that, and we will just-
1: We run it, with it. it
2: well, well, first we'll give it meaning, and then we'll go on the internet to fight about it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: okay, this one, yeah, um,
2: there is no, I, I, okay, I, I can't speak for Corrado who drew them, but there's no wrong way to, I suspect that- the, I, I think what actually happened is these were alternate um, images for two of the cards in the deck. Um, and then, um, but I think that there's no wrong way to work with those additional cards, uh, but if you're starting out, just take them out. <laughs> just, just take right, them out.
0: Yeah. Definitely take so. them out because that again, if you're just starting out, but you love this deck, yeah. those are fun inspirational cards. And also if you're into working with significators, these are four images that would be great to have your person who you
2: significator doing. card. Yeah, that's another great way to do it. Um, like you could use this as like a male and female, or if you if you want to work with those
0: or pronouns. lord and a lady
1: on your altar. You can you know have your yes. Corvid Lord and Lady.
2: Yes, that's at dusk and at dawn. So yes. um uh cool. Yeah. So I think that um here's what's okay. A lot of it, there's a lot of animal decks out there, y'all, and some of them are kind of fluffy, and that is not the crows. Actually, this is the third crow tarot deck um i think that exists which i don't know why crows have the special significance um but they do and i think that speak, as speaking as a very biased individual um the, the that Karado's art um really helps you if you if you watched um the crow with brandon lee and you kind of wanted to be in that world. Not with all the problems of that world, but you wanted to be like a, a mysterious figure in that world. This deck. Oh, like, like will... me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But like Lee um, awesome. Li Bing Bing in that movie, right? As yeah. the right. the witch character, uh, you know, with well, the, and the um,
0: other thing that this deck reminded me of as we were having the conversation earlier um, is also if you're into the ga- the vampire, the masquerade, oh, yes. yeah. this yep. is White such Wolf. a great deck to pull in if you're in the middle of a game. Because again, tarot can be used in all kinds of different ways, different devices. And I think this deck, either version, would work well there. And it would be a way for people to, you know, bring tarot into another level of their life. So yeah, and I get that darkness of it. But I also see, like I said, as we talked about it, it's not negative darkness, it's that Okay, let's look at what this means and look yeah. at the shadows and not not ignore them. And I think you you really touched on that with your book, the way you mm. wrote it, and also just the interpretation. Yeah. Um, and again, we also all know that poem. Well, most of us. Uh, we Americans call it the crows, but of course it is really magpies.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes. So one of the things I love about Los Caribeo decks is every Los Caribeo deck had its own unique tarot spread in the little white book. Um, And I, or the big book now, um, but at the time, and I just felt like, okay, I I finally get to work on a low scare bear deck guide book. And so I wanted, I was like, well, what would that be? And to me, um, as a pagan in America, I'm familiar with um, Counting Crows, not just the band. The Counting Crows tradition is sort of a fortune telling system by which, uh, when you see, if you see some crows, you would count them and then the number of them would be significant. Um, now it's origins are across the pond and it was with magpies and they refer to it as the magpie song and the magpie rhyme. Uh, and so I was little, so I, I was surprised when I learned that and I felt like uh, what do I do with this? So I just kept with the crows. Um, so there are a bunch of different versions of this song out there. So it usually, it always starts with one for sorrow, two for joy, um, which means means if you ever see a crow if you see one crow by itself that's a bad day two crows good day so and the trick is if you got somebody next to you say hey look a crow and now it's two because the the two they, of you yeah, that's, it. but that's, that's my kind
0: um, of a great way to look at that
2: there you go yeah so um the murder of crows so I I um so here's the thing I think that okay so with tarot spreads you don't want them to be too it's it's cool to be clever but there's such things too clever right. and so I tried to pick uh, versus uh, existing verses, uh, of that song that could fit in a useful tarot reading, you know, where like the person could actually come to an answer. So what I went with was, um, I'll just say it through and then I'll talk about what the meanings are, which is, um, one for sorrow, two for mirth, three for a funeral, four for a birth, five for rich, six for poor, seven for a witch. I can tell you no more. And I know when I read the different versions and I found that, which one I'm like, Oh, that's going in. But so, um, To the tarot reader, one for sorrow is the challenge you face, which often, um, especially if you're using a darker deck, often um, the challenge is the second card. And I thought it was cool to make the first one. Um, Usually when you're doing a reading, there's some kind of conflict or there's some kind of issue. So one for sorrow is the challenge, two for mirth, what you can gain by facing it. So, okay, why should I face this? I'll tell you. Uh, So three for funeral, which is something to let go of. Four for birth, something new entering your life. Five for rich, which is external resources that can help you. Six for poor, which is forces working against your success. So the things, the external thing helping and then hurting you. And then seven for a witch, I can tell you no more. And for me, I thought that the witch would represent the key action that will bring transformation.
0: Thank you for that brilliant bringing together of these different versions of
2: this. <laughs> You're very kind. So uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really cool deck and I was really excited to get to, to the, the opportunity to work on.
1: You should totally be proud. This was a ag- this was a great, great deck.
2: Oh, that that means something coming from a lady who's worked on a lot of guidebooks in her time right? and, and a lady who worked on a guidebook before me so I will take that compliment
0: but, uh. well this has been really great Charles being able to talk to you about this deck I know I personally was looking forward to it and I was not disappointed
2: there's um, the black and white regular edition and then there's also that murder of crows limited edition kit so you decide I mean I think the, the limited edition kits pretty great but um and it's got those lovely red sides to the cards too. But um, those are available wherever your finer tarot decks are sold. If that's at your local uh, metaphysical store, uh, and if not, tell them to carry it. And uh, you can also find it on, on your favorite uh, online retailers as well. Oh, brilliant. So I'm very thankful for the chance to work on it. And also for Corrado's, I really do I, I, amazing artwork. So uh, yeah. it's, it's really very inspiring. Anyway, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank we you you for loved having here. you back. Yeah, it was lovely. We haven't heard from you in a long time,
1: so. You know? Now, we, now yeah. we know. Now we know. You've been hanging out with the, the crows. I've been
2: rolling with some crows. So I'm going yeah. to get back with my posse, uh, my flock, my murder, as it were. So I'll see you around. All right. Cute crow good. noises. Yes. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> there we go. It's very Hitchcock. <laughs> so.
0: Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.